What is up, Podheads? Back with another episode of the Podio Slave podcast. My name is Tony. I am joined by Anthony. We were joined by a phenomenal guest tonight. I'm not going to ask you how you're doing because I do that every week. What was no, your ask, day like today? Ask. Yeah, what was your day like today, Tuan? Well, tell me. Give, give me the lay of the land. <laughs> we're recording this on a Saturday, and I was an idiot that did a six-mile road race with no training. So I, let's just say there was a four-hour nap involved, and I woke up and... I mean, I knew it was daytime because of the light, but <laughs> I didn't know where I was. Like, when I woke up. like, what year is it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you listen to us, you know we're in our late 30s, and it takes a long time to recover from this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, earlier today, I was like, man, I hope I have enough energy for tonight. You know what I mean? I don't want to be a stiff, or more than usual, a stiff more than usual. You weren't. You weren't a stiff. We're good. It was it was a good episode. It was, it was a really fun conversation tonight. Uh, and honestly, uh, the people know we're from Maine. You ran one of the most prestigious 10Ks in the world today. So let's let's not sell yourself short here, there man. There you go. A lot of hills. <laughs> yeah. The second half, it's a lot of hills. So I was, I was feeling it. There, there might have been some walking involved. I don't blame you. I've run that race. It sucks. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it doesn't suck. It's hard. So before we get into the guest, if this is your first episode... We are a music podcast. This is what we do. We, we either talk with a guest like you were going to get into, or it's Tony, myself, and we do have a third host, Nate, couldn't make it tonight, or it's just us talking about records we love. We you know, spent a lot of time together in the early 2000s and have loved music ever since. So you might get a conversation like this with uh, Ira or just us talking about albums from the 90s, 2000s, you name it. There's a whole back catalog. Who, who have we had on? Let's promote us. We've had so many, so many people on. Uh, Most recently, uh, we had Damien Moyav as Franz Russ. We've earlier this year, we had Brian McTernan. We mentioned it a little bit. I'm not sure if it'll make the cut, but we mentioned having Brian McTernan of Be Well and also producer at Salad Days who did the Thrice Artist in the Ambulance record back in the day. Just so many awesome conversations. Uh, What were some of your favorites, Twan? Give me one. Scott Ian of Anthrax, Sergio of Quicksand, Deftones fame, Casey from Iodine Records was one just recently that I loved. That was yep. a great conversation. Peanut from 311. The list goes on. Frank Turner, PartyOfSlave.com. And on yep. socials, type in Party of Slave. You can't miss us. There's, there's no one else with a name like that, so you can't miss us. Totally. But because of all these conversations, we get to have conversations like the one we had tonight. The guitarist of Movements, Ira George, joined us. We talked all kinds of fun stuff. The new record, Ruckus, which is coming out the end of this week on August 18th, 2023. We talked the process of making the record. We talked baseball. We talked pizza. I mean, shit, we hit it all. <laughs> Those are my three favorite things, I think. I know, right? I'm right there with you. Music, pizza, sports. Actually, that reminds me of that band, uh, Wings Beer Sports, from uh, the early 2000s California. <laughs> ba- band name, real or fake? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ira was awesome. Just... uh a genuine and we've had enough of these where we know where honestly i think most of our conversations have been with genuine people but ira you could just tell it was very genuine just a great dude to chat with and yeah ruckus comes out this friday august 18th fearless records let's jump in you want to jump in tone let's go right now all right we are joined by ira how you doing i'm good man how are you good good uh excited to talk with you tonight excited for your new record coming out here in later this week. Actually, this is going to drop the Monday before. So uh, really, really stoked. We've listened to it. It's freaking awesome. Phenomenal. It's awesome. Super, super yeah. stoked. 
Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm stoked. It's uh, almost here. It's crazy. You guys have a ton of different sounds that both Anthony and I love. Like we, we've been listening to the record. I'm picking up all kinds of different things. I'm like, oh, I like that. I like the way that this sounds. I like that they can go from kind of sped up with some, some angst and some aggression to slow down and uh, like on tightrope, which is out to, to pull off that spectrum. You guys, it's amazing. And it's right up our alley. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Honestly, we like, uh, we didn't really like plan to do that. It just kind of happened, which nice. is like the coolest thing about it, you know? And that, that's kind of funny because I'm, I'm listening to it and I'm having followed you. I was trying to think back maybe a year, year and a half ago is kind of when I, but yeah, I mean, I probably, we probably got into you like a year and a half ago and you, you get back to, you know, feel something. And like a lot of the stuff on this album, it's like, I don't know if you would have maybe taken that chance or maybe would have been out of place, but it all works and it fits. It's awesome. Yeah, dude. I feel like it's it's like uh, the best of like both worlds when it comes to like feel something and like no good left to give. As far as like musically goes, like I I don't have like the the heaviest hand in lyric like the lyrical content. I mean, that's a lot of Pat. We'll all kind of like heavily criticize stuff in the writing <laughs> um and every instrument, you know. But I do feel like it's the best of like both worlds, and we did not mean to do that, you know, which is sick. It's yeah, it's awesome when that stuff kind of comes together and you guys being around now for geez, uh, almost a decade, right? Right around there. It's yes, fuck, it's getting close to that. <laughs> uh, to be able to kind of like this is the third full length coming up, which we'll talk about in a, in a bit, uh, ruckus. Yeah. Uh, but to be able to kind of put everything together like that, that's that's pretty dope, man. I'm, I'm I'm super stoked for where you guys are at and where you're headed. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm stoked you guys uh like the record. So, you're a lead guitarist. And we don't need to get into the, you know, the history of Ira. Like, we would need two hours for that, I'm sure. But when did you, your first playing guitar, who are you influenced by, what bands are you digging? I feel like that paints some good context. Yeah, dude, I, I you know, I, I don't know if it does, but I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I started playing guitar when I was like 10, and it was right when I was getting into like, uh, like Blink-182, like, Blink nice. is like everything to me, you know? I, I say like, Blink is like my biggest influence. But I feel like you can't hear that at all. I'd agree with that. I don't think you yeah. can. You, yep. you can't. You actually you can. You can. Yeah, you can't. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if you really hear that, you know. But I grew up, you know, I I went to War Tour in 08, 09, 2010 era, I guess, you know, like my first show was Blink No Doubt back in like 03, which means I was eleven years old. I'm 31 nice. now. Nice. Which was so cool, man. That was so cool. I actually just saw Blink uh they're on that this that big tour they just did so it was kind of like 20 years later seeing them again which was sick but yeah like blink i love green day fucking and then i got into like taking back sunday and like system of a down and I'm trying to think man it was just like that the whole era and then i started getting into like you know like hawthorne heights and shit like some more like emo stuff and yeah dude i don't know i just think blink is my biggest influence as a whole when i look at myself playing guitar my writing and like like songwriting it's like blink and jimmy Eat world you know like even even on this last record we're in the studio and we're fucking referencing jimmy Eat world like nice. you know which you can't go wrong that catalog yeah. we, we Dude, it's incredible. you, you want to go off on a tangent we'll talk about jimmy world all night yeah totally yeah. it's incredible and like that's the one thing that's cool about like being so close with will our producers like he fucking loves jimmy world and mm -hmm. i love jimmy world and like when we reference it we're like yo that's fucking sick like 
that's some like Jimmy shit, you know? So <laughs> that's awesome. Jimmy shit. I love yeah. that. That's amazing. I'm going to start saying that. But your question, I think I answered it. I don't know. Yeah, no, good enough. I mean, that's the best yeah. part about this is it. If it goes a different direction, we get to cool, uh, other cool shit where we're down for that. Uh, and I want to yeah. get back to your first show, no doubt. And blink 22. I remember that tour. The closest yeah. it came to us is I think man's, uh, it was. Mansfield, it was Mansfield. Mass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twitter yeah. Center at the time. I don't know what the hell it's called now, which is like a three-hour drive for us. And I remember telling my buddy he wanted to go with me, not Anthony, somebody else. I'm like, nah, dude, they'll come around again. And then they broke up. <laughs> I was yeah. like, shit, I should have <laughs> gone to that show. So I'm jealous that you got to go to that tour. Dude, I, I like, uh, I had no, I mean, no one knew at the time, but I had no idea at the time uh, that they were going to break up. And that's just so crazy that that was my first show, you know? And I just remember it so vividly, even being... 10, 11 years old, like, man, it, it just like shaped so, so much for me, you know, seeing that live. And then I just had like this, I remember having this uncle, well, my, my uncle took me to see that show. And I have another uncle who was like, he'd play guitar. He wasn't like great, but he'd show me like, like he showed me like evil empire by rage. And like that just like fucking nice. blew my mind. Like you got all the good shit growing up, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, a lot of that just shaped me. I remember listening to like Mark Tom and Travis show it was like one of the first CDs I bought in the car with my mom. And she was like, cool with me listening to it. And it was like, <laughs> like, like so bad. I'm sure she like thought I was insane, but she was like down for it, you know? So I think having her just like letting me have the freedom to do whatever I wanted to do is just like such a big thing for me and like my influence and like how I was brought up and playing guitar and shit you know i love that we so all every band you mention we really love like we i think we're a few years older but we okay. still like that's like evil empire was our my god that was the first tape i ever got and that Dude, it, it changed everything yeah and i'm like am i supposed to be listening to this but it's funny you say like with parents because my parents i felt were strict with the exception of music any show you want to go to music like my mom bought me a hate breed uh, CD. She bought me a corn CD. Like <laughs> they have the parental That's advisory. And yeah. uh, I thank so, them for that. Dude. Same man. Same. Yeah. I mean, my mom would take me everywhere, dude. Like I remember, um, I don't remember, I don't remember what year, but my chem was doing a free show at a Best Buy outside of a Best Buy. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I am from, I'm from Orange County, California. So it was like, I don't know, 20, 30 minute drive, but I must have been like 13 or 14 at the time. And they did a free show at Best Buy. And it was like, I think back on that now, I'm like, that's like the craziest thing. I mean, they just, they're selling out like the form and shit, which is so cool. And like, to be able to just like reminisce and be like, damn, like I was so into that kind of shit back then. And like, just a free show at Best Buy. That's crazy. It's wild. Yeah, that's wild. And I mean... It only gets worse. Let me tell you, I'm 39 and I remember like, oh man, I remember seeing that band in this tiny little hole in the wall and now they're selling yeah. out arenas. I saw my cam open for Green Day at an 8,000 cap venue and there's no way that would happen today. There's <laughs> just no way. Yeah. Yeah. So cool, man. So cool. Well, they, if they played outside of Best Buy like now, they'd get incited for a riot. Like there was some YouTuber oh, yeah. that recently like caused a ruckus in New York and the rumor is he's going to get charged. Like, <laughs> Dude, I saw that. I hundreds honestly, of thousands. That's what I read. I don't know. I saw that for a second. I, I really didn't look into it, but <laughs> free PlayStation, I think, was the was the the hook, and people just showed up, and there was too many people. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, Ira, you get into these bands, you start playing guitar. What's your first gig 
and with what band man uh there's like this uh shitty bar near me called i don't even know if it's around anymore it's called like hoagie bar michaels and dude i don't even remember what the band was called i was in so many bands dude i mean i'm sure <laughs> you know i 50 bands some shit like you know before one of them actually worked but i remember us covering adam's song by blink and it was so bad dude it was it was <laughs> nice the singer we had at the time was like screaming adam's song that doesn't that's not the vibe for that one yeah yelling out apple juice in the hall <laughs> dude no joke starts to scream is that part <laughs> i wasn't there i was just a random guess <laughs> It was so bad. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, I mean, I just remember playing a bunch of local gigs at that that place. What's really funny is the band I was in before Movements, we were called Modern, and Movements had probably been around for like six months. And one of their first shows that Movements played was, because I joined the band probably nine or 10 months into Movements' existence. And one of their first shows that they played was at Chain Reaction, and they opened up for Balance and Composure. Balance Composure was doing... Wow, that's a big gig. Yeah, it was sick. The funny thing is my old band... So Balance played two nights at Chain. My old band played, opened the first night of that show, and then Movements opened the second night of that show, which is just so, like, random, like, such a coincidence, you know, that now I'm, like, obviously been in Movements for fucking ever, but it's just so funny to think about that kind of shit, you know? So that happened, and then, I mean, obviously you must have known those guys a little bit from, from that situation, or how, how did you end up joining Movements? I met them, so that happened. We didn't, I mean, we didn't interact with them because it was one night and the other night, but then my old band Modern played a show in San Diego with Movements, like just some local band showcase kind of thing. I met them there, and that was it, and then... I kind of knew their manager at the time, uh, Cody, who's now our A&R at Fearless. I mean, him are so close. And I knew him. I don't remember how I met Cody, but, you know, movements out of falling out with their first guitar player. And then they were just looking for someone. And Cody hit me up and I was down and my band just ended. And I went to a rehearsal spot that we had that was like Pat's, like, it was like Pat's parents like warehouse down in like the South Bay or something like that. And we practiced in like this office space. And I went there and I played them. I don't know how familiar you guys are with like our discography, but I went yep. there, played them the opening riff of the song The Gray. And I played them something else off that record. Like just to like I was like trying out, you know. And I played them that song and they were all like, oh my God. Like they were all just like freaking out. It's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah it was sick. You know, they were just like, all right, well, you know, in two weeks, we're going to shoot a music video like for this song off the EP because I wasn't a part of the EPs. Um, like, are you free to go? And I was just like, yeah, like, let's do it. Like, we didn't really know each other, which is fucking they're insane. Like for just being like, yeah, you're it. Like, let's do it, you know. But it's so funny that I like tried out with that riff and then that riff is now on feel something which is fucking cool but yeah i two weeks later i was on a plane with spencer and we were headed to i think uh nashville to shoot a music video and then the rest is just history that's awesome they were just like yeah no no we, we've heard enough like you're in this that's it 
Yeah, I could have been crazy. I mean, I am crazy, but (laughs) you know nothing about me. You just know I was in modern. I just played a sweet lick for you, and now I'm in. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what. So, um, yeah, it's so funny. I think it's uh, worst the music video worst wishes. Like I barely knew the guys. Like, and then because I flew to Nashville with Spencer to shoot worst wishes and the kept music video, and then somehow. We they had we had our van in Nashville at that time. I think Pat and Austin had the van there, and then we all drove the van home. So that was like my first like, like I just spent like, you know, forty eight hours straight with them driving home. I didn't really know them. It was fucking crazy. See, I love the, I, I love these stories, and like I think about I almost compare it to us with the podcast. So we've been at this for like three and a half years, and like all those early days, like you were talking about in. Um, an office building and you don't know them and your first, you know, show with them. Like, I know for me, I wouldn't trade those early moments for the world. Like you're so green, you're so green and it's all new. And now it's, it's still great. It's just a different great. It's a different great. And it's a, I mean, it's crazy to think back then, like how I was introduced to them and like, just not knowing them. And to think now, I mean, whatever, seven, eight years later, whatever it is, like, I run our fucking merch store out of my garage. Like all this is like just merch that we sell. And like, I just like, I run a big portion of like our business and stuff. And it's just so crazy to just think about that. It's just, first of all, it's not just music, you know, it's just like, think about being in a band, like a successful band. Like it's just, there's so much business aspect to it, which I fucking love. You know, and I've always wanted that. I've always been like, fuck, I want like my own business. Like I want to do something. I want to like invent something and like somehow made that happen with music. And like, you know, what I, mean? I don't know if that makes sense. Totally. Yep. Oh, all day long. Yeah. You, you, like you said, you wanted to create something, but you do you get to create something every couple of years. Right. I mean, you get to put out a record. Uh, you get to tour on that record, show it to a bunch of different people, whether it be in person or, you know, on a phone or with a vinyl, all that cool stuff. New record out of the end of the week, Ruckus on Furious Records. First one since September of 2020, which was a vastly different time for all of us. Uh, we don't have to talk too much about the pandemic. We'll, we'll leave that in the past. But this record's a little different. You guys kind of all came together and did everything in the moment, it sounds like. Yeah, um, we, we went to uh, Philly and with like really nothing. Like we don't, we've never done that before. Like we basically, we wrote feel something like as a band, like in a room together, we wrote no good, no good left to give like more. So like on a fucking computer, like riffs sending back and forth to each other, kind of stuff like that. And then ruckus, we were like, let's just like go to the studio with Will and just like write from the ground up and just like see what happens. And we planned like, one writing session with Will that was like three weeks long and Austin wound up getting COVID right before and Pat was sick too. So we were not going to go, but then me and Spencer are like, yo, we want to go, like, let's just go write something. And then Austin could just come later, Pat can come later or whatever. So we went, me, Will and Spencer started writing the record and we wrote like three songs and then Austin showed up wrote a couple more songs, Pat showed up, started writing vocals to shit, but we wrote everything from the ground up. Like I, I come in with a couple of riffs, but it was so fucking cool, dude. It was so like, 
I was so nervous about doing that, but it was so natural and so easy for us. I just played one note and we just, we could write something sick from just one note. Like that's how it felt at the time. Like, especially when we were getting down to the last couple songs for the record, writing them, it was just so easy, which is just like such a good feeling, you know? And it really like hits, it, it just like, you realize that you're in like a room with just like the right people, you know? Like, especially with Will, like fucking Will's crazy, dude. That dude's insane. And like me and him are so close and it's so cool to be able to like write with him. And I feel like every record, you know, we involve him more and more. And it's like, it's just such a great thing. Well, it's probably a callback to feel something where you're writing in the moment. This is more, I don't know, spontaneous. It feels like it's just more like in the moment. It's in the present. And honestly, like that's when some of the best ideas come. You're bouncing things off in real time. You get Will, this like evil genius in the corner. Like, yeah, you, know, yeah. you, you probably like can consult him as, as much or as little as you want. And just magic happens. Yeah. Like um, the song, one of the singles, Lead Pipe. I remember it was me, Will and Spencer. It was like one of the first songs we wrote. And we were like, all right, what, 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 what do you guys want to do? And Spencer like, play like this beat right it was some like ghost note beat like spencer loves ghost notes and like he's a really intricate drummer and he played this thing and then i was on bass at the time just like fucking around and like i had i started playing like something similar to what it is now over this like really intricate beat and then like we like stopped for a second and then i don't know will was like doing some shit like this or something like that and i was like it was either me or will were like yo spencer can you like just go like this on the kick like he would <laughs> that's awesome crazy intricate beat to just like being like and like that's kind of how like lead pipe like happened was just like that you know and then as soon as he started doing that i was like fuck man this reminds me of like the white stripes like um seven nation army you know like and then like we went home that night and i just like listened to that song and i was like fuck like i want to I want to make our version of that song. You know what I mean? Uh, at least musically, you know? And like, that was kind of the inspiration for that song was like fucking seven nation army from white stripes, you know? And I feel like a lot of songs kind of fall in that, that like path of like, we'd write something and then I'd be like, Oh shit, this reminds me of this song. Like, and then I, we go home to like our Airbnb and I'd listen to that song and be like, fuck, like let's make it like this, you know? So. Well, though that, so you mentioned lead pipe. It's very like driving and relentless. Like it's mm-hmm. very upbeat, so I can hear it. But I didn't hear yeah. it until you mentioned that. And that's cool. Yeah. 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 It, and it's definitely there. I just listened to it on mute myself. And I'm like, nope, I, I definitely hear that driving White Stripe Seven Nation Army type vibe, but it's different. It's yours. Yeah. It's just what, what the inspiration was like. Yeah. That, that's what the inspiration was, you know? which is sick. I love, I just love doing that kind of shit. And then like it not sounding anything like that and being like, damn, that was the inspiration. And like, no one will ever know that. I mean, now people yeah. will know. That, I don't but... know. The cat's yeah. out of the bag. I'm sorry. Right? Yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and that leads me like, we've talked about this with a couple of different people in the past uh, where like, do you listen to a lot of music while you're making music or is that like, shut it off, make our own thing. So we don't have too much bleed through. Yeah, I don't really listen to a lot of music when we're making music. I think maybe Ruckus more so than than other times, just because we were writing from the ground up and I would, we'd write something and I'd be like, oh, in the back of my head, I'm like, this like just for some reason reminds me of this song. And then I'd go and listen to that song, you know? But yeah, not really. 
I don't really listen to, didn't really listen to a lot of music while, while we're writing, you know, actually we did. It was really funny. Every day we would drive all four of us. We'd drive from the Airbnb to the studio. And I think our Airbnb was like 15 minutes away, 10, 15 minutes away. And for some reason, the country radio station got put on and we like made it a rule that going to the studio and going home, we could only listen to the to country radio. I like that. It's almost like a different route to a palate cleanse. You know what I mean? There's not listening to anything. And then there's maybe something that doesn't sound anything like us. Yeah. It's so dude. It's country is such a genre and there's some really good songs. And by, you know, the end of the, like that first three weeks, or it might've been like the second time we were there. We went to the studio like four times for this record, but we were all just, all of us just singing these country radio songs. Cause they, there's like, they play like 20 of them. I was going to say, you probably get the same ones over and over again that whole time. And by, yeah. you know, the third trip in, you're like, yeah, I've heard this one. I've heard this one. You know, all the songs, you know, all, all the words. Yeah. So lots of country to answer your question. I didn't see that coming. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone would. So between those visits with Will, I think there were three or four of them. Yeah. Between those, are you guys bouncing ideas off and like off each other? Not at all. Wow. That's amazing. You guys tells me you're creative and just vibed out. <laughs> yeah, literally n- like zero, which is so crazy. Yeah, kind of crazy to think about. But yeah, we just like we'd go back and like maybe I'd have like a riff or something that I'd been like fucking around with in between and like it'd just be like one riff it could be like a 10 second riff and we would just everyone be like yo that's sick like for instance i think maybe it was like the second or third time we went but i had the riff for um i'm like we have all these like working title names and i still think of all the songs as the working titles and not let's hear them let's hear them we love this actually what any is the working title of we left that one oh right on yeah that riff at the beginning of that song i just had that riff and then we just like built from that you know so it was just kind of shit like that but then it would also be like probably like yo i want like a song that like gives me this kind of vibe and then we would just make it it was crazy do you like that way of doing it better now that you've done it that way and done it the other way as well yes it's so much yeah that's cool especially with will i think it's I mean, we could all four do it for sure, and we have in the past, but it's just fun to have someone there who is always just, no matter what, throwing out ideas, and like, there's never like a dull moment, you know? And it, and also just, I feel like vibes matter, you know, where you're at, and being all the way on the other side of the country, in a different place from where you live, in like a really fucking cool studio, with like your best friends, and Will, who's also our best friend, like, I felt like I literally could go in and play a fucking one note over and over again. Do you ever guys listen to like a Tenacious D? Oh my God. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. You know, like I used to love that record, but there's this song on there where it's, I think it's called the one note song or something. Yep. Do the bendy every once in a while. Yeah. 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 We could just go one note and write a song. It would be fucking sick. Next song. Next song. That album is so good. It's I'm so gonna good. listen to that tonight. It's so good. It's so good. So, uh, 2004. <laughs> I, w- I went to a lot of Red Sox games in 2004, and we would drive down to Boston, two-hour drive from from Southern Maine, and we, me and my buddy, would listen to that Tenacious D record 
non-stop the whole way down the whole way back just because we loved it so yeah i spent some time with that one another another record i'd listen to in the car with my mom underneath the mucky muck standing oh, so, so good so good yeah uh tribute i mean shit dude <laughs> so many good ones friendship friendship yeah. is rare yeah 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 kyle quit <laughs> the band <laughs> i'll drive through with, with dave Grohl as the uh the guy on the other end there that's so is good it- Dave Grohl, yeah. Are you? I did not know that. <laughs> so go listen to that when we're done. Just throw it on your headphones. You'll hear it. It's there. Yeah, he's the demon in the video for tribute too. Oh my god, I had no idea. That's the insane. Cherry's Jubilee bit. <laughs> yeah, yes, the Cherry's <laughs> Jubilee. Yeah, that's so crazy. That's mine. <laughs> Shit. I, well, I'm glad. I'm glad we had this conversation. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go check that. Awesome. All right. So you've done. You've done the you know in person thing where you've. Build it from the ground up on this record, Ruckus. What else are you excited about coming out here? The, you know, the end of the week. We got, we're doing two pop ups, which is kind of like capping off like this entire rollout that we've had, which I think is like, was like a really like different and unique rollout with like doing like, we did like merch drops for every fucking single, which was like a bit of an undertaking and like kind of a risk because obviously like, all of our income, you know, is like touring and touring and, and online merch. And a lot of like the holidays is when a lot of like bands and artists are doing like a lot of online merch and stuff. And like, usually for rollouts, bands will do like one, like drop, you know, with like, with the pre-orders and they'll do like the bundles and shit. And like, obviously this is, we're a little unconventional because we had, we're doing, I guess we're tech, we're dropping five singles, maybe, maybe six technically you know for the a 10 song record people some people are pissed about it but people are gonna be pissed about something no matter what of course of course <laughs> uh but so we had like a merch drop starting from like april we did one in april and may and june july you know we're doing one when the record comes out on the 18th but we're kind of capping it all off with like this pop-up in la on friday and then we're hopping on a plane on saturday morning and doing a pop-up on on sunday in philly which will be really cool so I'm really excited about that. It's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be cool. Like, have the record playing. Have a bunch of people come. It's free. Uh, there's like food, and we'll have like a bunch of cool merch and like a bunch of old merch too, which like I know people will be stoked about. And um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. And we get we get to go to Philly, which we fucking love Philly. See, I love anything unconventional like that. Whether it's like an old school listening party. Like I remember I saw Incendiary did a listening party i'm like i fucking miss those like i love that or or unconventional merch like whether it's messenger bags or koozies or anything just like something that straight had some had some care and intent and not just you know the the work with the label and just threw a logo on something just something that i would actually wear you know what i mean (laughs) too like that's the other part of it and there was a lot of that and um on on this rollout like we did footballs like ruckus footballs which is fucking crazy we did these things called fun packs where we made like it was like four stickers a bouncy ball that had like this 3d movements inside of it uh like a pin a button or yeah it was a button and then like a patch and there was something else in there i don't remember but we also like did these three golden tickets in there i don't know if you guys saw this but it was so fucking cool we still have them but we did three golden tickets. So like 
literally we made three golden tickets and you could win like different things. And I think we did like 2,500 fun packs or something like that. And I literally got it all sent to my house and I made each fucking fun pack myself. Oh God, dude. Wow. And I heat pressed each fun pack uh, myself. It was, I didn't realize how much work it was going to be. Like in theory, I was like, oh, sick. It's going to be easy. That's up all, that's up all night territory. I, I don't think yeah. anyone, all one of those things realizes that I just did all of that, which is fucking crazy, but such a unique, cool item. And the three golden tickets that we put in there, like were so randomly put in there too, which is cool. And like two of them have been found. So like me and Will were like, man, I feel like Willy Wonka right now, man. Like just <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. golden tickets and these fun packs and like seeing people win. It's like, it's so cool. And like, so unique. going back to like what you were saying, it's just like, we just wanted to do like the most unique shit we could, you know? And, you know, 20 years from now, somebody's going to be like, hey, come on another podcast and tell us about the time that you put out golden tickets. And I mean, shit, I know Anthony and I save all this stuff. So, like, we've been saving stickers and we have an air yeah. freshener from a local band. We, we had a local band put out a bunch of air fresheners <laughs> and they that. still smell good. They're 20 years old. They still smell good. So That's you never awesome. know, man. You just never know. Dude, I'm going to send you guys this photo right now. I'm going to go find it. I'm going to put it in this chat. Nice. But it's literally just me, like, buried in fun packs. It's insane. It's fucking crazy. Can we, maybe we can use that as the, uh, as the photo for the card, if, if, it's, <laughs> if, you, if, if you like it. The promo it, card for the episode. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, they were such a success. We're, doing, we're actually doing them again for our upcoming tour um, with, like, a really cool kind of incentive behind it which I, I i don't know if i can talk about but i mean it'll be here in like a month so yeah i'm really stoked about that I'm just, awesome, I just love creating merch like it's so crazy it's, it feels like music like it feels like the same kind of thing well as fans it, it, it well it's a way for you as the band to connect with the fans even more and and i'll say this we as fans we can tell when a band is you know, has the fans in mind or, you know, is, is in That's it for awesome. the right reasons and things like that. And I definitely get that vibe with movements. And I, I, I really always have like before this rollout, this is just kind of the cherry on top. That's sick, man. That's sick. I, I appreciate that. You know, we, we put a lot of hard work into like every aspect of this band. I mean, especially the merch. All right, let's get into the music. So we've heard the album. So if you're listening to this on, this company is going to drop August 14th. So if you're listening to this early in, early in the week, the album drops on the 18th on Friday. Uh, we've heard it. How many times have you listened to the album, Tone? Uh, like three, six? Three or four at least. A couple times tonight. Yeah. Yeah, a few. Yeah, I, I've listened to it like six times. That photo to you guys. It's insane. Okay. <laughs> I had to find it. Oh, my it? God. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Yeah. That yeah. is. Oh, man. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we you, will you poor that. dude, man. That's wow. Someone else is doing the next fun pack. I'm He's not smart. Yeah. That's I a can't. smart move. Yeah, goes one. And I've listened to it honestly probably ten times, and I love "Killing Time." Great song. There's like some noodling on the guitar at the end yeah. there, which I assume it's you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go off there. I'm like, damn, tightrope, incredible. I think that if it's if enough people hear it, it's going to be smash, like just smash across the board, like smash. And the last song, which 
we'll talk about here in a second. But like, so we're, I'm excited about those two songs. Tone, what did you like? I really, I can't get failure out of my head. That guitar riff, I just, I, I love that chorus, that vibe, that just kind of driving. Oh man, that's one of my favorites. Uh, love, love the closing track. Love the first track. Uh, mm. I think that sets the tone for the album really well. Uh, it's, I've listened to it all the way through three or four times now, and I'm finding things that I like that I didn't catch the first time, which is always fun about new music. For sure. Um, but those are the ones that jump out of me right now. That's awesome. Yeah. That first track we love, it was going to be a single, but we were like, so when we were talking about like how we wanted the track to go, like the, the record to be like, as far as order of all the songs, like we knew we wanted that song first. And we were like, well, if it's going to be first, like maybe we don't put it as a single because like people are going to hear, hear that song no matter what, because that's people are going to put the record on there and hear that song. So we left that one off as a single. And I think like people are going to be really stoked when they hear that song, you know, especially I feel like it's just like very like angsty. And like, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are like, the angst is gone or whatever the fuck they, I mean, I don't give a fuck, <laughs> uh, you know, but we're going to write whatever we're going to write. But I think that song, you know, has some elements of like old movements to it, which I think are cool, but also new movements in the same way. But that song's sick, man. Yeah, Killing Time, fucking great. That guitar riff is so cool. I probably one of my favorite riffs on the record. And same with Lead Pot or in fucking um, Tightrope. There's like this crazy like lead that's happening in the bridge that's like insane. It sounds cool. We kind of went off, man. So the first track, like that's that's the home for that track. Like we're seek we're like uh, song sequence like nerds. Like we oftentimes we'll like critique albums like all right i would have put this to star this like this album i almost view it as like a takeoff you're up in the air you know you're there and then there's a landing and the takeoff that's the only home for uh you're one of us now which has the i agree almost like the kids choral vibes yeah for sure that's cool how'd that like what is that dude they're li it's li just kids like <laughs> that's so cool it's like will's friends kids like he he hit them up and like they came to the studio and did that which is fucking crazy and they're actually also in i i know you guys have the record so they're in i hope you choke as well and they're in fucking lead pipe i'm thinking about all the the uh working titles in my head so i like pause for a second I'm like wait the what's the real song title um i love that, uh, that we've had that uh, come up a couple t different times with different artists and it's like I want to know all of the, the working title names, but I get like, that's one of those, like you keep your secrets. I get it. I get yeah. it. <laughs> well, I think there's been two bands that have said our working title for a song was the converge song. That was the, that was nice. the working title. That's sick. Yeah. And I'm like, you should just keep it. Like, why not lean into it? We just thought it'd be cool if like, uh, you know, they do like those record store days to do like a variant of a record with like all working title names on oh, it. Dude. And, like, alternate. That is a great idea. Yeah. I probably just gave that away to someone, but whatever. It's no, fun. it's yours. It's movements. Yeah. Don't steal it. Cyrus. Idea. <laughs> we, we definitely have talked about doing that in the past. So the, we, on this podcast, like I would say probably half our episodes are with a guest, like an interview style like this. And the other half are just me, Tony. And we, we do have a third host, Nate, that couldn't make it tonight. Or we'll just have the three of us just talk about music. Well, a few months back we had, an episode just the three of us we call it last track magic which is just about songs that 
close out an album where it's the perfect place for the album. It's a fucking perfect song. The lyrics fit, the vibe fits. It lands the plane of the album perfect. And Cora Delane, like if this album came out, I don't know, six months ago, I probably would have chosen it for that episode. Like that. That's awesome. That song's a vibe. From the guitars, I'm like, this is, it sounds like home almost. You know what I mean? It just, it's crazy. Um, So maybe talk about that. Like, was that always going to be the closer? It was not. That's probably my all-time favorite song movements on that we've ever written could be mine I'm not saying it's like it's not a banger or maybe it is a banger i don't i don't know but you know just in general for me like it is everything that i just think it's just such a great song like musically and just the vibe of it it does feel like home a little bit in that sense no i just came in with that that guitar riff and um we just kind of built it and it's a pretty simple song and fuck man pat killed those lyrics on that song it's it's so good and um i know the song's not out but it's just so like personable and like i love that he talks about quarter lane because like that's where his parents are from and or that's where oh, his parents, right that's where his parents live now so he spent a lot of time there on vacations and just being there and stuff and like you know i love that the song's called quarter lane because that lyric almost actually didn't make it in the song it was actually something it was pat wrote that and then you know pat did a bunch of revisions on it and then he re-recorded it and i was like yo like i love everything but that lyric like quarter lane like you should put back in the song because it's like it's still like personable and like even if you don't know quarter lane like i just remember listening to like like i love law dispute you know they do a lot of that stuff where like they talk about cities or like they'll put like a city that I've never fucking heard of in the song. And like, I just love that. Right. Yeah. That song's fucking sick. And it's also like the first time we've ever really done like a time change in a song, which is really cool. And it worked out really well, like kind of happens in the bridge, which is cool. Um, But yeah, it just felt like a closer after we were done. The sequencing felt so easy it has never been as easy as it was on this record. That's pretty cool. I mean, Okay, so did you write this one early? Is it was this song one of the the early tracks, or did you finish it towards the end? This was one of the last songs we wrote. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that kind of goes back to that ground up approach, right? Where you're you've got the stuff that's going to go at the beginning. Maybe you wrote a little earlier, and then the stuff that's going at the end. Maybe you wrote a little later because you you're ready to wind it back down. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's funny because then I was I don't know I was listening to something. I don't know if you guys were into that new Paramore record, um, but I really really liked that new Paramore record. But I heard them talking about that. The last song on the record was the first song that they wrote, which I thought was interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I think it's the opposite for us, maybe, or it's like Corling was probably if I think it was the last one. If not, maybe the second to last one. But I'm stoked you like that song. That's sick. I think I think people are really gonna fuck with that song a lot. Absolutely. I mean that opening riff. Hey, if you if you're listening to this before the record go, comes out. Just be ready. It's coming for you on Friday or, or Thursday night at midnight. Hit that, you know, <laughs> if you're on the East Coast. But uh, be ready. Set your, set your calendars for that one. But yeah, like, I feel like that's such a good example of, like, it being the best of both worlds between, like, old movements and, like, what we're doing now, where it's, like, that shit reminds me a little bit of, like, what we would have done maybe on Feel Something, but in a way more elevated fashion. And, you know, same with like the first song on the record, maybe something similar to that ele- with the elevated fashion. But then you listen to like fucking like AMP or like that song is like 
I guess maybe like more like one of like those one-off like cherry tr- cherry thrill single kind of vibe, you know, which everyone thought was going to be on the record, which is so funny, like reading shit and people being like, cherry thrill is on the record. And we're like, it's not on the record. You know, we had talked about it being on the record, but once we wrote all these songs, we we're like, yeah, it's just not going to be on the record. Well, I love the artwork you put out with that. It's like the, with oh. the neon. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Our good friend Wyatt uh, did that great dude talented dude he's awesome he does like that kind of style and um he killed it so we're, we're in a unique position where you've written the album you've recorded it has <laughs> a release date hasn't dropped and yeah. i haven't looked at your like recent tour date so like we're probably maybe before you had a chance to play a lot of this stuff live i know this is a cliche question but like what are you excited to play because i feel like this is your sports team that has this roster and you haven't played your first game yet now it's like season yeah, opener for let's sure see how this like let's, let's see what hits see what works you know yeah i mean we got to play lead pipe and uh killing time live we were in the uk we did like uh slam dunk and we had like a couple shows so we those songs were out so we played those live and lead pipe was fucking really fun to play live i'm excited to just keep playing that live and like play that in the states i feel like that song's gonna fucking go off i'm excited to play you're one of us now live the first song on the record i think that's gonna be fun dude i don't know they all kind of sound like they'd be fun to play live honestly <laughs> did you do yourself dirty at all and make you know have a couple of spots where you're like shit how am i gonna pull that off live yeah yeah big time <laughs> yeah no, I'm, I'm fucked uh, i'm still trying to work all that out we we actually we have an auxiliary player that plays with us now so he plays all the guitar parts that i can't physically play because i'm playing something else so that's been nice Makes and sense. it's just me figuring out what I want to play and then how to like, because I'm like, Oh, I want to play this part, but I want to play this part. But like, I probably shouldn't play this part because then it's going to be weird. If I like switch from this part to this part, I should probably just have him play fucking this part and this part, you know what I mean? So we still got to, got to work out all those kinks. So we got, we got to practice. But you got to, you got about a month, right? Before you guys yeah. go out, you get those couple of shows, but before you go out proper and, and you're playing every night. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, it's going to be fun, man. I can't fucking wait, dude. I can't wait. Lead Pipe is prob- probably going to be the most fun song live. Well, it's very, yeah. like, upbeat and driving, and it's just kind of relentless. I was just looking. You guys are coming through. It's a couple hours from us, but the well, Palladium so, is, is yeah. the closest gig. September 24th. You guys are in Boston? We're in Maine. Southern Maine. Maine. Yeah, oh, shit. yeah, just south of Portland. Yep. How's a pizza in Maine? Oh, nah. uh, it could. It depends. Where, you're talking to two pizza freaks. Yeah, two two Italians right. here. I mean, you're, uh, you guys are talking to a pizza freak. Ooh, Ooh. okay, all right, all right. I should show you my fucking background on my phone. It's I. I have a. I reached me and my wife just recently had a a baby girl. Like she's eight months old, but it's. Nice. Congrats. It's like one of my fave, thank you. It's one of my favorite uh, pies I've ever had. And I like photoshopped my baby's face in the, to the middle. Of the- <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so I, I got a question for you. What's up? Do you fuck with provolone on pizza? Dude, I don't know if I've ever had it. I'm pretty traditional. Ooh, wow. I'm pretty, I'm pretty traditional when it it's comes family to family recipe. I, that- crazy i i'm a yeah i'm super traditional i just but i've just never had provolone on pizza maybe i have and i you don't have. know it 
I bet you have. Uh, oh, probably. man. It's a cheat code. Yeah, it's, it's a, a cheat code. Oh, provolone is so fucking good. It's good in sandwiches, too. I mean, it's got a little sharpness. It's got a little butteriness, man. Uh, we could go pizza for an hour if you want, but... <laughs> it's so funny. We played... This is how into pizza I am, okay? It was... We were routing some... Head, I think it was our last headliner we did. Um, or maybe it was one before, but uh, New Haven was not in the routing and i told our booking agent i was like yo can you put new haven in the routing because i just wanted to eat fucking sally's and pepe's sally's and pepe's baby that's literally the one of i mean i love new haven and the crowds are great there and the show's great there but that was the main reason why we put new haven on that routing was so that we could go and eat pizza (laughs) that's smart man i mean if you're gonna travel the country go to the places you want to go to get the pizza you want yeah, I mean, it's hard because it's all on the East Coast, so I, like, get to the East Coast and eat the twice a day, every day, because I get all these spots, you know? So our listeners don't know this, but before we started this podcast, I had an Instagram account called Rate My Slice. Really? And it was, <laughs> and it was, pre, it was pre One Bite, like Dave Portnay and all that shit. This was wow. pre him, so fuck him. This is, this is pre, I'm an OG here. And yeah. it, but, but here's the thing. It was just based on looks. It was not based on taste. It was just looks. Yeah. The, wow. the Instagram account's been renamed, so you won't be able to find it. But like, I got to I follow this, man. I got to. <laughs> um, I love meat sauce pies. There's this spot in Conshohocken called Franzones, and they do a very, very sweet pie. Like, they, there's some spe- they put a special ingredient in their sauce that makes it like, candy it's it's like straight up fucking candy and they do like they do the cheese and then they put the sauce on top of the cheese in like a swirl fashion and it is fucking incredible man man now i'm hungry hungry. i know right don't do this to me it's too late on the east coast to be doing that right now (laughs) yeah main pizza is i would say severely lacking interesting yeah yeah there are places but yeah you gotta there there are holes in the wall and sometimes it's hit or miss got it yeah, I think for me, it's Jersey is has my favorite pizza, and then wait, I mean, main pizza's great. You guys should should play a show here. That's what I'm I, saying. Yeah. <laughs> I did do band, a lot of bands come through Maine. I feel like no no one really comes through Maine. It's yeah, a, it's, it's a never ending. Like uh, we're a secondary market, we're a tertiary market. Uh, it depends on where you're at as a band. It depends on like the room we can we can afford you. Like there. There's a really nice 2000 seat theater that that is a good spot for either bands on the way up or bands on the way down. Same with Hampton Beach, which is like half an hour south. So we played Maine once. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played Portland, Maine. Was it Port City Music Hall? I don't know, but we had just gotten off. Uh, we did a full Canadian tour with Good Charlotte and Silver Scene, and we it was like i feel like it was like it felt like what it was in the winter like in middle of winter which is like the worst idea ever it probably wasn't the middle of winter but doing we did that tour <laughs> from the fucking west coast of canada to east coast of canada and like i don't know if you guys are familiar with canada but like in between those huge cities there's mm-hmm. and we're like driving in these snowstorms like for hours with no gas stations nothing around like it was terrifying. We got stuck in like three snowstorms, but we made it to Nova Scotia. And then we had one last show with Silverstein in Portland, Maine. It was, pr- I, that sounds so familiar, that venue. 
I just uh, looked it, it up. Was it, was, it, it was yep. Port City with Silverstein yep. in 2017. How did I miss that? Where the fuck was I? Same. I late, late April, too, which uh, can be still winter here in Maine sometimes. <laughs> so. Yeah. And it was sick playing with Silverstein, another band like I grew up loving, especially that record, When Broken is Easily Fixed. So those dudes are awesome. And at that show, I was like, yo, can you guys play uh, Red Light Pledge for me, which is a song off that record? And they're like, yeah, well, we got you. And they played it, and it was it was sick. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that we that venue has since closed. Uh, the pandemic oh. got that one, yeah. which is a huge bummer. It's yeah. it was a great spot for bands coming up like that. You know, early on in their career, you know, for it's sure. a, what six hundred people, I think. Tuan is what it held. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal sound. A really cool spot. And now it's a, a arcade bar. Oh shit! Yeah, a little different. Yeah. A little different, unfortunately. Well, arcades are cool. Yeah, totally. How far are you guys from Portland? Five minutes. Like, I, I could almost throw a baseball to it. Almost. Uncle Rico, wow. relax. <laughs> are you guys baseball fans? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yankees so fan. Oh, Yankees fan? I'm a Sox fan, but yeah. I don't know how we get along, honestly. Cool. I'm a huge baseball fan. I was just asking. Nice. Are you a Dodgers fan or an Angels fan? Uh, I'm an Angels fan. Okay. All right. Well, can we have Shelly? I'd like Shelly. He'd, he'd be great no, in a Red Sox uniform. So. <laughs> there, it was crazy. There's so much talk about him getting traded. Like, oh, my God, man. He's so Yankees good. Yankees were in so the mix, good. and then they weren't, then they were. It was like, yeah. all right, I'm, I'm tuning this crap out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you guys want to – we'll do a different podcast where we just talk baseball and pizza. I like that. I we'll get uh, – yeah. who is it? R- Riley from Thrice? He's a big – we'll get him. He's on. a big it's, baseball guy. Just yeah. do a big baseball pod. We could do that. Yeah. We could pull that off. <laughs> I'm in a fantasy football league with the drummer of Thrice, I think. Oh, nice. That's not Riley, though. I spent no, it's, it's, bro- it's the it's other brother. brother right? It's Eddie. Ed? Ed. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Tepe? Tepe's a guitarist. Yeah. I gotta go. Honestly, I don't <laughs> probably know that. But it might anyway. be Riley. I- I'd have to look myself. It might be Riley. I think no, Riley's actually- the drummer. Riley's the drummer. Eddie's the, Eddie's the bassist. I'm, I'm going to double check right now. <laughs> it- yeah. I'm in a fantasy football league with Riley. Nice. I think he's like, a sports nut. Yeah. 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 We are uh, huge Thrice fans. We had Brian McTernan, who was the producer of Artists in the Ambulance on earlier this year. Oh, so, dude, that's so dude. good. That record, man. So, Ruckus drops this Friday, August 18th, Fearless Records. And uh, we're excited for everyone to hear. Like we said, we've listened to it a bunch. What's going through your head right now? Are you, is it excitement? Is it nervousness? Where are you at? I'm excited, man. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not nervous. I'm. I guess. I guess I'm a little nervous. I don't know. I'm just excited, dude. You you just hear these songs so much, man, and like, I'm just excited for them to all be out. You know, it's gonna be sick. You know, I just can't wait to play them live. And that's the other thing is, is it full U.S. tour coming up? Full U.S. Yeah, five and weeks. Op- openers are. I saw Soft Cult. Uh, it is so. It's Heart to Gold, Soft Cult, and Mannequin Pussy. All great bands. Nice. Yeah, great. Band. Really excited. We're doing like some of the biggest headlining shows we've ever had. The Palladium, Palladium Coast to Coast, Palladium LA, Palladium That's Boston. Right. It's gonna be really fun, man. It's gonna be really cool. We'll play a bunch of new songs, a bunch of old songs. It's gonna be great. So yeah, get your get yourself listening to the record. Go uh, go find it wherever you can find it. Get it. Get a digital copy. Get a uh, physical copy, and then get yourself some tickets and go see these guys. Yeah. Ira, we really appreciate talking with you tonight, and uh, we're excited for all that's coming for you guys down the pike here. Yeah. Thanks, guys. That was great. I had a great time.
Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Y'all, y'all, you, you guys ever want to talk baseball? You fucking, you let me know. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. You guys, if you're really into baseball, have you heard of Immaculate Grid? Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't think so. It's uh, it's one of those like it's kind of like a Sudoku for you. You have to pick a guy who played for oh, the Royals and for the yeah, Angels, yeah, yeah. and then a guy who had 40 homers. Yeah, yeah. Very fun if you know if you know a lot of baseball. It's very fun because it's very mm-hmm. hard. Very hard. But yeah. New one comes out every day. It's fucking sick. So. Yeah. We will, yeah, we'll, we'll have you back. We'll do just a couple of Immaculate Grids. We'll, we'll record <laughs> it live. We'll put it on YouTube. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Patio Slave. We are at Patio Slave on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of the places that you can find us on social media. Facebook, Patio Slave Podcast. YouTube, Patio Slave Podcast there. Email us at patioslavepodcast at gmail.com. And hey, if you want to become a supporter, click on the link at the bottom of the episode and Give us a dollar, give us five bucks, it keeps the lights on, keeps us going. We really appreciate that stuff. Thank you.